This is exactly right. said no gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Um, you know, I hope you're doing well. I, I hope you're excited to hear from me. Uh, if you're not, um, I don't know what to tell you. Turn off the podcast. Do go move on with your life. Otherwise, you can hang in here and uh, stick around because I think we're going to have a very nice time today. I adore the guest today. She's so funny. Just as the most spectacular. Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee, Hi. welcome to I Said No Gifts. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh. It's a thrill to be here. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. I, you know, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, a year in yeah. to this whole thing, and I am stronger than ever. Just okay. really. <laughs> Feeling great, uh, doing my thing, uh, have truly nothing going on in my life outside of recording a podcast once a week and uh, watching The Sopranos. Okay. What are you up to? Those are two big things. Don't undersell (laughs) that, all right? It's a great series and recording a podcast gives you a chance to see people. So sounds like you're you're doing the damn thing. Um, I... Wait, what was the question? What am I doing? <laughs> I said, what have you learned from life? Uh, what's next for Jamie Lee? No, what have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? I, I'm writing, uh, still kind of writing a little bit on Ted Lasso, even though we're in production for season two right now. Oh, but we're, we're doing some punch-up stuff. And we just won two Writers Guild Awards right, last I saw night, that. which Congrats. was... Thank you. Yeah, that was really cool. I was like, oh, that's yeah, that was it was fun. It's it's so goofy, like with awards, you know, you're supposed to be like, oh, well, you know, that's not why we do it. And obviously it's not. But like, it is nice to get recognition because that happens so rarely, you oh, know, like especially now. I mean, there are just so many things. It's hard to even stand out at this point, let alone get recognized. Yeah, yeah. And there's just a lot of TV, you know, there's right. just a lot of stuff to consume. So it's cool that like, yeah, it's it's nice when when your your thing gets shouted out. It's like, oh, yeah, that's the thing I work on. So anyways, <laughs> that's so um, yeah. Now, the WGA awards were, I assume, over Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was like some, yes, technically. I mean, it was like a link we were sent for some new technology, not called Zoom, but still it's Zoom. Like the uh, off-brand Zoom or something. Right, right, right. Zoom. Yeah. And the whole, the whole ceremony was recorded in advance. We were just, it wasn't live. Like it was streaming live, but it wasn't live. Like everything was pre-recorded. Even the acceptance speeches were pre-recorded. Oh, that's so so odd. Yeah. So like my boss and like Jason Sudeikis and like they all had like said their speech in advance in the event that we won. Um, and they acknowledge that, too. They're like, we <laughs> this is happening not in real time. But I guess if you're watching this, it means we won. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's, so, it's just so weird. Yeah, really weird. Right. And were you aware that? Oh, yeah. So no one. That makes no sense. They told every nominee, imagine that you've won and say what you would <laughs> yeah. say. That that yeah. almost feels like psychological torture or something. That seems cruel. A little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. It's like, go through, go through the motions as if you were a winner. You may not be, but just for a second, imagine if you were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's wild. Okay. So yeah. you're, you've been writing a little bit, but they're in production now. Yeah. So so we're just doing like punch up here and there. What else is going on in your life then? What are you doing with all the Um, other free time? 
with all the other free time, I I'm, I'm in New York right now. I'm oh. kind of just hanging out. I was okay. living in LA. Um, but yeah, I'm here now. I got separated. <laughs> that happened oh. during the quarantine. Okay, sure. So now I'm in New York. Um, yeah, I have like family here and I just really like being here, especially now that the weather's getting nicer and I feel like COVID is less COVID-y here. Right. A That's little what bit. I've heard. Yeah. I mean, you know, still wear a mask and be safe and all the things, but I don't feel like it has the same sort of isolation culture that it has in LA. I feel like people are trying to make the best of it and go to restaurants and right. do things that they can do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, LA already is kind of an isolated place, even outside of a pandemic, you can really just totally not see people. So yeah, I feel like New York is the place to be right now. It's been really nice. How long yeah. Have you been especially there? now that it's not freezing. I've actually, I got here when it wasn't nice. I got here the first week of December and it was like basically hailing outside oh, it, was, no. it was like frozen rain just every day and i was like what am i doing this is insane but i guess that's a test with how much i like new york because even when the weather is just awful i still appreciate it here so right yeah and where are you living in new york right now i'm living kind of in the west village i'm in um like a corporate housing apartment oh, like one of those beautiful. fully furnished kind a, of places of yeah as you can housing. see the, well, i mean you know the listeners won't won't be able to relate <laughs> but i do have a very like kind of aggressive accent wall behind me right now it's with very gray and white work. stripes it's so we work that is <laughs> so true yeah and it's funny being on zoom because i think uh, like when I've had a zoom meeting here and they're like, I think people are like, Oh, uh, Jamie really is like into interior decorating, I guess. And I'm like, no, this is not, this is not representative of my taste at all. Yeah. I don't think that really represents anyone's taste that no, general it's not, aesthetic it's tasteless. is like, right. It's just the least it's offensive. So neutral. Yes. It's so neutral. It's like, it's like a pop of something, but it, yeah, it's not making a strong choice. Right. I mean, stripes, I guess are some kind of a choice, but yeah. Yeah, it's not just, a it's not a statement piece. <laughs> a lot of soft grays and then the occasional bright yellow or bright blue, I feel like is what you're dealing mm-hmm. with there. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So when you first got to New York in December, was it just like total lockdown or were you seeing family? Um, I it was somewhere in the middle. I wasn't really seeing my family much, but um, my cousin at his apartment has like a roof deck. And so I hung out with my aunt and uncle on the roof deck um, <laughs> in the freezing cold, like for oh, half an hour. And then I was like, guys, I love you, but I, I got to go. This is no, like, this you. is not a cool hang. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. Good grief. Yeah. That does not yeah. sound appealing at all. And now you have this show coming up that I feel like you, out of anyone I've ever met, has such a great knowledge of weddings and now you have a show about weddings yeah i i need to just hear about this experience because so the show looks wild and as somebody i haven't attended that many i've attended a decent amount of mormon weddings because i'm from utah but as far as like just outside regular weddings i've attended very few and so the culture of it is still just mind-boggling to me has I mean, what was the the general experience? How many weddings did you go to? Um, for the show, I went to six different weddings. And when I say different, they were, yeah, they really were. They were different in size. They were different in culture. I mean, it, we really kind of experienced all the things. There was like the outdoor hipster, you know, wedding in the woods uh-huh. where they, uh, where the couple arrived at the altar via canoe. Um, so it went, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. It was, it's not a really sturdy boat. I got to say, that's not, (laughs) if you got to take a boat ride, canoe is uh, the one that will probably tip the most. Wait, was, Um, uh, was the bride in a dress in a canoe? Oh yeah. Yeah. I strongly advised against it. Um, but I think like someone in the wedding party made the canoe. So then there was this element of like, they did all of this like woodworking for us. So we have to canoe. Yeah. Um, so we, there were those types of weddings, but then we also went to a Greek wedding, a Nigerian wedding. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really, really interesting experience. <laughs> what this makes me think is I'm just going to start building a canoe for every couple I go to the wedding of, and then just being like, why didn't you come in in the canoe? <laughs> I'm I'm going to try to get as many couples in canoes as possible. Uh, I, uh, that seems wild to me. And now were you all over the country? What, what was the deal there? 
Yeah, we um we went to weddings. Yes, everywhere. Um, several in the South. Uh, one in Rochester. One in San Diego. Um, yeah, we kind of we kind of trekked wherever we needed to go, wherever the couple was. So yeah, this again was pre-pandemic, so it was very easy <laughs> was to do month. that. Yeah, this was yeah exactly. We didn't care. Super spread. I, I I spread I spread that disease all over. I spread it like <laughs> butter on toast. I just really really got it out there. Um, no, this was all pre-pandemic when you could actually have a travel show. Right, and through the filming of the show, did you? I have to imagine you witnessed some type of meltdowns, some for yes. wedding freakouts. Were there any yes. particularly exciting ones? I would love to hear about a wedding freakout. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, a wedding freakout. Yeah. I mean, the whole show is sort of <laughs> based on wedding freakouts of right. different kinds. So there was like the family freakout where like the bride, you know, didn't really know how to have a tough conversation with her mother. That's when reality TV and you're like, oh, this is real. Like I'm actually doing this and it's hard and it's right. not just for television. It's actually just a really awkward situation. Yeah. I'm very curious about that aspect of it because you are knowledgeable and you're also very personable and uh, a pe very much a people person, but like you're also, you're the star of the television show. <laughs> so I like, what is the agreement made between the wedding party and you? Is it like, we'll turn, we'll literally turn to Jamie in times of need. Yeah, this seems so. Yeah. I mean, it's so much pressure for you. I would it, lose my it, mind. Yes, a hundred percent. There, there was the turn to Jamie in times of need, um, but luckily. There was a feeling because when I got married, I love how I'm like going to be a divorced wedding coach. It's very funny. <laughs> well, to you me. should um, become the divorce coach next. I'll, that should maybe be the I'll be the divorce coach. Yeah. But I mean, unfortunately, especially in American wedding culture, the wedding is almost so separate from the marriage that right. I think whether you're divorced or in a marriage, you can still be a wedding coach <laughs> if you have gone through a wedding, which yes. I did. Um, but yeah, I think because my wedding planning experience was so, it had so much turbulence and was such a tough time in my life that I really wished I had had someone who was kind of, you know, non-biased or unbiased. I don't know which word that is. Um, but like someone who could just come in and be objective and just be a shoulder to lean on who kind of had no real skin in the game. Like right. they're not a family member. They're not trying to be part of the wedding party. They're just kind of neutral and they can be there for you to kind of shoulder some of the burden. Um, and a wedding planner, I think they do that to a, a large degree. Um, but they are someone you're paying. So right. there's something they nice about skin in the game. Yeah. They have skin in the game. They have major skin in the game. So I, I think it's kind of fun to just have someone who's, a sort of unofficial expert just be there for you if you need us. Right, right. I was thinking about, I mean, di divorce parties. I know at some point we're kind <laughs> of becoming a trend. Have you? Are you familiar with this? I am. I've never been to one. Have you been to it one? It feels like a myth to me. I feel like I read about one in time, like in <laughs> 2011, and they like they're like, "This is the new trend." I'm like, "Yeah." I don't. I mean, I can't imagine that that's a re that that's happening that often. I mean, as someone who's going through it um, or will be going through it, I'm still separated. I think that, yeah, I mean, look, like if something is ending, there's a reason for it. And I definitely think it is nice when people say like when they hear that that's happening, that they say like, oh, good for you. Like, I, I appreciate the positive response right. because I think that it's a lot of pressure when someone's like, oh, are you OK? And it's like, I think I am. But your reaction is making me wonder if I am. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think um, usually so a breakup or a divorce is because things aren't working and the hope is to make things work for each person individually and they can move on with their lives. I think that's a great thing. I do too. And I, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, most people have been more joyful than filled with pity, but, uh, the few that kind of, you know, Oh, that, that stuff. Yeah. You're, it's, anyone listening who's, <laughs> who has a friend in that situation, just be excited for them. It's, yes. it's way easier. It's way easier for them. Right. I mean, the bad thing is going away and we're moving on. The divorce party, though, I, I just don't see that. I mean, hopefully, so if someone wants to invite me to their divorce party, be my oh, guest. Yeah. Well, I'm happy yeah, I'll, to come. But I, yeah. I just don't see that happening for many people. Do you watch 90 Day Fiance? I have, yes. 
Well, we watched a lot of it at the beginning of the pandemic and now have come full circle and are watching it again. And that show feels like, you know, wedding and divorce city. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I. what's your experience with it? Um, I can't remember which season I watched, but I, yeah, I mean, it was riveting. I remember <laughs> the couple, I think it was like the woman... I mean, this is probably a lot of them, but like the woman came over from a foreign country right. and the guy is kind of like not willing to like change his life for her in any real way. <laughs> and then she's just like pouting on the edge of the bed and he doesn't understand. And they live in like a one bedroom apartment because uh -huh. he like is not a catch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure I've seen I've seen almost all. Of them That's definitely a bunch of the episodes, right? You've just <laughs> like, described every couple on that. <laughs> yeah, the one I'm watching right now. Uh, there's a woman in I think Nebraska who her fiance is from Turkey and does literally doesn't speak a word of English. Their only connection is their beekeeping, and it is the most frustrating thing to watch in the world. It's like, I what, think I have seen that one. What is this connection? truly what's happening here yeah that shows that shows that's that'll if you don't like reality television i would say start with 90 day fiance that's because, me right like i didn't watch a lot of reality me neither i'm really i mean i'm i made a reality show but i am not a huge <laughs> consumer of reality shows right. and 90 day fiance i feel like bridges that gap for a lot of people yeah i don't know why it is i think it's because it is such a just wild thing to watch it's just the most inherently bizarre thing to put on television well there's also the thing and i i felt this with my show as well like it is really comforting on some level to see how other couples get by and interact and like, like what their dynamic is right. and it kind of it kind of either like i don't know i think it sort of is validating because you can watch people like having arguments and having tension and you're like, oh, okay, I'm normal. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I mean, granted, I think I'm normal compared to most people on 90 day fiance, but I mean, just in general, <laughs> I think it's just riveting to watch real couples kind of like in the wild, like right. doing their thing and what that actually looks like. Just see humans interacting with each other. Oh yeah. boy. Wait, did we even say, did I even say the name of your show? I feel like I'm going to have a lot of <laughs> listeners like, what's the name of the show? Why did what's you say? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> People are always, uh, I'm very bad at uh, naming things I'm talking about. And the listener just has to be patient with me. Don't write into me. I'll tell you the name of the show. It's called The Wedding Coach. There you go. It's there on Netflix. Go. Now you don't have to write into me. But you, you can <laughs> write in and ask anyway. I don't know. You can, we all have to live our lives. Jamie. All that aside, I, there's something way more important I need to talk to you about. Okay. I'm not thrilled to talk about this. I'm not comfortable, but I feel like while I have you here, I might as well just get into it. The show is called I Said No Gifts. Everyone knows that. This is a podcast with a... I mean, very few podcasts just have the rule right in the title there. That's fine. A few weeks ago, you agreed to be on the show, and I was mm -hmm. so excited. I thought, you know what? I love Jamie Lee. She's wonderful. She knows about gift giving. She's, you know, is kind of an expert in the subject. This is going to, there will be no speed bumps. There will be no difficulties here. And then a couple days ago, uh, something showed up at my house in a bag and it was <laughs> from Jamie Lee. And I, so Immediately, I, I, I was, you know, a lot of things go through my mind. Is it my birthday and I forgot? Is there some other occasion that people are celebrating regarding me? No, nothing is happening outside of you being on this podcast. So then the next emotion is anger. I dealt with that. And now I'm just going to, I'm going to confront you. Oh, wow. Okay. Is this a gift for me? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Let's look at it. Let's take a look. It's a little bag here. It looks like it has some reindeer on it. Oh, okay. Deeply That's, out mm -hmm. of season. Yeah, yeah. Uh. I didn't. I, I didn't pick that bag. I didn't pick that bag. But you know, you could think that maybe they were llamas, which is uh, season true. neutral. I mean, this llamas could... with little things on their head that look like 
<laughs> antlers, but never mind, Llamas, never mind. Llamas who have like uh, gotten caught in some branches or something. Yeah, like there you go. That. Yeah, yep, I, yep, yep. I'm willing to accept that. Um, and then some pink tissue. Pink tissue. What do you think? Do uh, should I open this here on the show? I'm I'm willing to do it privately. I mean, if it's... no, no, no. I think you should open it now. Okay, let me get into this. Okay. Get some here. And let me wait. What is this? I'm immediately putting my hand into it. This looks like some sort of puppet or something. Yeah, what it's it's a chewed that? dog toy. Is, um, I, I was going to say this is either a dog, a absolutely destroyed dog toy, or a puppet. Yeah, but why not both? Well, yeah, that's what's fun about it, though, right? Is that <laughs> it can really be anything you want it to be. What is happening? I demand answers immediately. Yeah. So, um, fun story about this uh, about this dog toy. Um, I have a friend who. Okay, so I grew up in Texas and I was not raised religious at all, Um, but I am Jewish and I have this friend who I think like she's like obsessed with my being Jewish, like true, like in a way that I'm like, I have a lot of pride, but the way that she the way that she focuses and fixates on my Jewishness is honestly, it's like a little alarming. Wait, um, yeah, is the like friend she, Jewish? No. Oh, okay. And this I don't is think she alarming. knew. Yeah. I don't think she knew a lot of Jewish people growing up, but okay. I've noticed like, I think for, it was for my wedding. I think her gift to me was like a kosher cookbook. And I'm like, I've oh, never boy. in my life <laughs> cooked kosher. I don't keep kosher. And like, then she, one time, came to my house and it was when I got, first got my dog Dennis um, and he was puppy and she was like bringing him presents because uh, she was meeting him for the first time. And she gave me this chicken that you're holding. <laughs> oh, it's a um, chicken. <laughs> it it is kind a of chicken. looks like an alligator throwing up blood. <laughs> That's that's truly. Wait, the, wait, how are you getting alligator throwing up blood? Uh, oh, well, okay, the, when you the hold fact it upside that there's red spewing out of the mouth of the. <laughs> but now I'm yeah, looking. Now it is a chicken. Turn this. It's kind of like the. Is it a lady? Is it a young lady or an old lady? That old illustration. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, is it a chicken old, yeah. or a an alligator with stomach issues? Yeah, yeah, with bowels coming out. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So she she brought me this chicken, and it like it looked the beak is now missing, but it looked like an anti-Semitic propaganda. Oh, like it no. looked like 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 anti-Jewish like war propaganda, and I was oh, like, this no. is insane also whoever makes these dog toys has has something against jews on some level (laughs) and anyways my dog like bit the beak right off of it like he had he was like in my corner he's like yeah he was he was he was like this is offensive i don't like it and i'm ripping it up so (laughs) dog belongs um, to the anti-defamation league he does he does yeah um wow so this friend i'm so curious uh how long have you known the friend? Like 12 years. This is an interesting way to approach. I feel, I guess people, uh, as someone who was raised Mormon, I, I've, and now live, I live in LA. I, people's sensitivity or lack of sensitivity to religion is always an interesting thing to watch it unfold. It's uh, so true. Um, th- but this, your friend, I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around buying one of my Jewish friends a kosher cookbook for any occasion and what what I would think the expected reaction would possibly be. hundred percent. Yeah. Even if I did keep kosher, I don't know that I need that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Wow. Okay. So, and so you've just decided to give me some anti-Semitic trash. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, is that what? No, but for, former. No, you're. See, you're not seeing the silver lining. You're. You are now the proud owner of like this. This thing that meant so much to my dog, and my dog means so much to me. So that means you mean so much to me. So that means that the gift means so much to you. Do you understand? <laughs> yes, I absolutely understand. <laughs> your um, is your dog with you in New York? Yeah, actually, he's sleeping right behind me. Wait, hold on. 
Let's Although see it's this. tilt down. And that's Dennis. Oh, what sort of dog is Dennis? He's he's a labradoodle. Oh, he's adorable. How old is he now? He's six now. See, that that is also that that toy is six years old. It's vintage. So you got it's also vintage. Where so was this before it came to me? Was it sitting in a storage bin? It was in a drawer. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so happy well i want a gift receipt that's let's just be honest i'm taking this back um oh wow that's uh, that's really wild have you received is this one of the best gifts you've ever gotten this is an excellent gift this is okay wow let's just be honest this is number one this is not this will be going on my mantle uh, so glad or i'll get it framed it's hard to see you could also dust with it you could (laughs) um you could wash a window with it honestly it's so versatile you don't even know um i will say uh the person who dropped this gift off did say Call me after the episode uh, for me to come pick the gift back up. And I don't know if that is um, is information he was given. And I was like, okay, I'm happy to. I was like, oh, it must be something. I mean, and I'm also happy to return this to you. But uh, maybe there was. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. (laughs) Do you want it back? I need to know. (laughs) No. No. I mean, I still think it's an amazing gift. But no, I don't need it back. I don't. I don't. You you know what? You can keep it. You can keep it. It's a little fun fact about me. If I give you a gift, it's yours. <laughs> that's the one unique thing about Jane. That's what yeah, that's what's different about me. <laughs> now, have you received any more gifts from this friend uh since the chicken? <sighs> yeah, but nothing there was just a streak there of of Jewish skewed gifts um and also comments there were some comments it, it, <laughs> i just don't person. think she well, melanie so hitler stri- <laughs> <laughs> so funny that is her name um no but i i yeah there were just some comments along the way but also i just kept being like well she's from a small town like right. she didn't grow up with many jewish people so like yeah i i i did that sort of i just sort of chalked it up to that but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was the one-two punch of the cookbook, and then, um, as we called it in my house, Jew chicken. Um, <laughs> I think it was those two things back to back. Where I was like, "What's going on here?" I didn't realize you were from Tech. You were from Texas. What part of he- Texas are you from? I'm from Dallas. This feels like a good opportunity for me to talk about something I've been wanting to talk about for a while, which is this my favorite Instagram celebrity. Um, I think she's from Dallas. Her name <gasps> is. Her Instagram name is Turtle Creek Lane. You're probably not aware of who this is. Well, I know where Turtle Creek is. Oh, you do? Yeah. Wait, can I look her up while I'm on? Oh, please do. Okay. I mean, okay. You will, uh, I think you'll immediately know why I'm such a fan of this person. Oh, my God. Okay. I so mean, I'm fan going is to... maybe not the right word, but such a Turtle Creek viewer of yeah. this person. Turtle Creek is like a really beautiful area in Dallas. Um, hold on. Turtle Creek. <laughs> What was it? Turtle Creek Lane? Oh, yeah. She comes right up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't mind if we do. <laughs> okay. Now we're cooking with gas. This is a blast. What is happening? I, I, uh, I don't even know how to describe this. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is teeth. Uh, there's a, There's just a... I mean, God bless this person. I don't know her, and I'm as I'm sure she's an absolute ray of sunshine in everyone in the lives of oh, her I mean, loved ones. She, guaranteed, guaranteed, uh, <laughs> she's a ray of sunshine. Um, that said, I can't. I've been following her for quite a while now, and I have yet to really be able to pinpoint what the situation even is. It's. <laughs> I I oh it's it's frustrating that instagram is such a visual medium because right. i really wish that everyone who's listening to this please go to this instagram immediately and you'll understand it is going to be like following along like if we were watching a movie <laughs> on a podcast that this is the equivalent like now is the time where you <laughs> yes. go to the instagram I'm and you go. follow i want to see what us. her most recent thing is and for the listener just a little her name is jen uh, hutton or hufton or something she's a you know a deeply blonde kind of influencer she's a mom teeth as white as snow teeth as white as snow i mean the enthusiasm the uh it's just like being blasted in the face by (laughs) uh 
sun uh, sunshine. She's constantly decorating her home. That's kind of her thing. Every holiday that Je- every holiday that she celebrates, her home is kind of turned into a Disneyland of objects that she found in the decorating section at Target. And so, you know, for Christmas, the the house looks kind of like uh, mid transformation Beauty and the Beast castle, if that makes any sense. It's uh, there's just kind of decaying cupboards, but purposefully <laughs> decaying. Uh, there's just you know, there's like a, a Peter Rabbit diorama. Do you see oh, that? Oh yes, of course. And oh, okay, so it's like an Easter room, right? And. Oh my it's God, not just an Easter elaborate. room. You have to be. You have to know. With Jen, it becomes an Easter house. It's uh, oh, the it's front, an Easter house. The front porch becomes Easter. Every element becomes part of the holiday. She had like a forest for Christmas. Then she turned all of her Christmas trees into Valentine's trees. It's oh, I see that. Yes, she. T- yes, I see the Valentine's tree where it's um those candies with writing on them, right. and she has like giant versions of that. So they're like huge candy with words ornaments right and more recently uh, i i believe yesterday her house c- flooded so that was good you oh, know you're getting God. A, a friend of mine when i first discovered jen i sent her to him and he did make a good point he said i mean he was very much on the same page but he said if i were in her presence i would <laughs> <laughs> jamie's showing me a picture of her right now and it's just incredible I don't even I can't I there's just it's a difficult thing to describe. You have to go to her Instagram and, you know, let's all be nice to her. I'm sure she's a nice person. But, yeah, my friend made the point of like, I think if I met her, I would be I would be won over immediately. I think she's the oh, sort of, of person course. with this enthusiasm that's infectious. She's also like a, got hundreds of millions of dollars. I've you know, I've done a light research. Her husband's extremely what, what, wealthy. She's wealthy. Yeah, what, what's the what's the money? I what's feel the like her husband was like a. In some sort of uh, financial stocks mm-hmm. or something, uh, and then she's obviously making a fortune off of advertising a billion things yeah. on her on her Instagram. And then right. she's, she's like six hundred thousand followers. Right, she's extremely popular, and uh, it's just it's something that I am still months after following her, struggling to wrap my head around. Uh, I mean. Maybe someday I'll fully understand. Uh, I think she's a positive person. And well, no, did you read her bio? Yeah, I, her bi- literally yeah, the only I just I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Her, her <laughs> on the joke, bio does, does say, say the most positive place on positive Instagram. place on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> but I think she, you know, she must turn it to eleven. Uh, but I think she's probably yeah. a decent person. There's no, there's no saying. It's just. You have to look at it. Her Instagram stories every morning, she does a thing where she says, good morning. Uh, Let's say something (laughs) we're thankful for. And then she says something she's thankful for. It's just uh, a roller coaster going at a thousand miles an hour every day with Jen. And uh, I'm so glad to finally have an opportunity to bring it up on the podcast. Oh, I mean, you know, as you're just saying that, I was thinking, okay, what if, what if this happens? What if she, watches the wedding coach becomes yes. a fan. I go home to Dallas to see my parents and I schedule like a meetup with her yeah. at her house. And then I send you, then I, then we, then we take a video together and we send it to you from, from inside that gorgeous foyer. Can we please get Jamie inside the turtle Creek lane manor? That's all I want. It will be a goal for 2021, maybe 2022, depending on how long it, it takes for me to fulfill it. But I, it is it's on the vision board. I'm not going to lie. Growing up in Dallas, did you uh, see this sort of personality? I feel like this is a very like a deeply Texas thing, right? Like this giant personality and like there's the money to support it. Is that yes? And the blonde, the blonde of it all. <laughs> I, I yes. When I I went to college, I went to university. I went to college. Congrats, <laughs> guys! I went to college. Um, but when I went to the University of Texas, I am a brunette woman, and I felt so much pressure to dye my hair blonde because there were just so many oh, like boy. gorgeous blonde tan 
women (laughs) at my school that I felt like I just looked crazy in comparison. (laughs) Um, so yeah, looking at this woman, what's her name? Uh, Jen. Oh, Jen. I can't remember how to pronounce her last name. But looking at, yeah, looking at like just, yeah, everything about her is very Dallas, Texas. It's very Texas. And yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's been an interesting watch, especially during the pandemic when you know, it hasn't been the easiest times for a lot of people. And then to watch this person like she's like thriving, right? I just spent fifty thousand dollars on Valentine's decorations or whatever. It's a little like maybe right. she also her whole thing is decorating her home. And if you're at home a lot during the quarantine, it's like kind of the best for her. It's just like right. more time for more time for projects. I don't want to I don't want to assume I don't want to assume, but just going You're off of the right. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, we we hope that uh, old Jen is I actually I don't I, what am I saying? The, she seems like a bit of a maniac. And maybe that yeah. maybe she embraces the mania, the absolute wildness of it all. But uh, I'm so happy to finally get that out and just talk about it <sighs> because I adore her and hope that she continues to produce content for ages to come. Uh, but you know, you're, I'll tell you something you're not going to get from Jen is, uh, chewed up dog toy. <laughs> no, I, I feel like, I don't feel like she allows dogs in her house. She's got a dog. <laughs> I feel like too much of her. She's got oh, a she dog. Does. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. the one thing about this person where I'm like, you would, ass- you know, when her house is flooding, she's thrilled when she's laughing and smiling. Uh, there are a lot of the, I've seen a few times with Turtle Creek Lane where she's had like life crises where I'm like, I would have had an absolute meltdown and she's Instagram storying it. She's out there like she's probably ankle deep in sewage and she's <laughs> smiling and laughing and like, you guys look at this. So it's very it's just a whole other world for me. It's it's inspiring is what you're saying. It's absolutely. It's what yeah, I aspire deeply, to. Deeply inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jamie, I feel like we should play a game. Do you want to play a game? Yeah. Do you want to play a game called Gift Master or a game called Gift or a Curse? Gift or a Curse. Okay. I need a number between one and ten from you. Six. Okay. I have to do some light calculating. While I do the calculating, you promote something, you recommend something, you sing a song, do whatever you want. I'll be right back. Okay. Sounds great. Um, Okay. Promote something. Okay. I have a show on Netflix. It's called The Wedding Coach. You should check it out. I have a different comedian with me every episode, and we have a lot of really funny people on it. Um, Mateo Lane, Fortune Feimster, Punky Johnson. It's a really good group. You can follow me on my Instagram. It's not as good as Turtle Lane. I don't curate it as hard as Jen does, but that's at really Jamie Lee. And I would say follow me on Twitter, but I haven't tweeted in a long time. So I feel like I'll probably just disappoint you if you go there jamie perfect yeah Excellent. okay great i mean no let's all just get off of twitter it's just I'm destroying so tired us. of it i know i i miss i used to love it i mean i, I really know, loved those days of like coming up with jokes and you were so you were so great on twitter you were like a highlight of twitter that's very oh my sweet. god i just yeah, you I, killed me on there it's i think it's time to just shut it down it's uh every time every time i get on it i feel like ash is raining from the sky it's just <laughs> such a negative thing for our it brains. is it is there, yeah there's not that instagram is you know good for our brains no. but there is something that feels lighter about it yeah it doesn't feel like a just an immediate burden but exactly all that said, let's play gift or a curse. This is what okay. happens. I'll, I'm going to name three things, and you're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And now, okay. the thing is, is there are correct answers, so you can fail. Okay. And, you know, the listener will lose respect for you. You'll have a harder time, et cetera, et cetera. So just be sure, careful. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, first up, this is a listener suggestion. Gift or a curse? Family heirlooms. I'm going to say curse. Okay. Why? I think it's a curse because if something were to happen to them, um, there would be a lot of guilt because it could be something that's not even like that, like on paper worth a ton of money or something, but because of the attachment to family, like it feels like a big responsibility to have it. Um, Also, if it's the other way, where it is really expensive, you feel kind of fucked up about like, 
wanting to sell it. Right, right. Okay, well, I mean, what can I say? You've, you're off to a very good start. I think they're absolutely a curse. And I'll tell I mean, maybe my logic's a little different. I just think a family heirloom is literally cursed. I feel like if you've got an heirloom, there's some sort of sorcerer or something has mm. placed a curse on the object. It's going to bring you bad luck. You're also just kind of burdened with maybe something you don't really care about. Unless you're going on Antiques Roadshow, what are we doing with it? What are we doing? What is, an, what is a family heirloom in the first place? I can't even... I, all I picture is a cursed mirror or, uh, you mm. know, like a, an emblem or something that's been passed down and is uh, kind of haunting you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mind went to like a giant ship in a bottle. Right. Cursed. There's a... That, Absolute That cursed. has some sort of evil spirit in it. Right. Just like literally a cursed object. Okay, good job. Number two. This is also a listener. Oh, actually, now let's just say it. All of these are listener suggestions today. Second up, gift or a curse, working for a family member. And that's from a listener named oh. Olivia. And I, I should give credit to family heirlooms to someone named Rebecca. Congratulations. Okay. Olivia wants working for a family member, though. Gift or I a mean, curse. Such a curse. <laughs> such a curse. I mean, oh God. Yeah. I mean, my parents work together and I was always like, oh God, like you guys need your like, you need to have like your separate things. Um, but yeah, no, I just think the power dynamics could get really weird. And then there's like money and I don't, yeah, there's money. <laughs> That's, that makes sense, James. There's money. There's money. Um, but yeah, just Absolutely. Yeah. I just think it's, uh, yeah, I shiver. I shiver at the thought of working with a family member. What do you think? I don't think I know. I mean, what do you know? What do you know? Yeah. Working for a family member, of course, is a curse. Working for anyone is a curse. Working is a curse. But working, working is a curse. We bring in the familial. We bring in, I feel like you are just absolutely asking for it. You do not want money between you and a family member. Also, you don't want to spend that much time with a family member. You want somebody that you can have a nice, clean cut with if things go south. Exactly. Working for a family member, you know, I worked at a, I mean, this is the closest I've come was I worked at a bakery cafe right out of high school. My younger sister was an employee. I was the manager. Even that, the pressure was too much. We're getting in fights. She's not mopping the floor enough, and I, I'm irresponsible. It's too complicated. You don't want to work for a family member. I mean, look no. at the Property Brothers. We know there's a lot of tension there. Oh, yeah. They're, they're hanging on by a thread when the cameras aren't rolling. <laughs> I mean, they are, are at each other's throats, and we all know it. Uh, I guess, technically, do they work for each other? It's hard to say. Do the property, mm-hmm. or do they work together? I don't know. Property brothers, don't reach out to me. I don't want to hear from you. Uh, but I do, I will say curse. You've got two out of two. I love it. Final one, gift or a curse, ceramic painting stores. And I'm, I'm not giving credit very well today. Mm. This is from someone named Angus. And Angus, I apologize. There's your credit. Ceramic painting stores. I know it's a nice, solid name, right? Yeah, underused. I want to hear that name more. Underused. Um, ceramic. Oh, like those like, uh, color me mine mug places. Right, right. That's my assumption here. I'm going to say capital. Wait, what is? Oh, capital G gift. <laughs> and why? Because I, when I was getting married, to bring it back, when I was getting married, um, I was just absolutely so stressed about so many details and whatnot. And I went to one of those places and painted a bowl and it was so relaxing. I did not think about the wedding. I, it was very meditative. I just like zoned out and just like was in the moment. So yeah, I love those places. It's so fun. I love, I, yeah, I love it. (laughs) Jamie, I hate to say it. Oh no. I hate to say it. I was thinking Jamie's going to get three out of three. I mean, the Hall of Fame is very small for this game. I don't even know if anyone's ever won it completely, but the ceramic painting stores are a curse, an absolute oh. curse. My one experience was, I think it may have been what brought on the pandemic. <laughs> I, it was February 2020. I went with my dear friend, Sarah. We sat there and painted. I ended up paying like $40 for this mug. And 
this mug, look, it has my favorite word on it, which is mm. Tylenol. I think the word Tylenol is so soothing to say. Oh, you're right. Wow. I never thought about it's that. It's got the nice T, T, L. There's nothing hard. You know, I mm. think it's an excellent word. Tylenol. I thought yeah, I would wow. paint Tylenol on a uh, mug, but it was, for me, so stressful. And this, uh, this mug is maybe the most hideous object in my house. I, I thought I would do kind of a nice woodsy vibe. I thought I would make it look like a little trunk or a little tree trunk. And it ended up looking like a, like a Ninja Turtles rejected prop or something. It's mm-hmm. yellow on the inside. It's green. It's brown. This thing is so hideous. I truly paid, I think, $40 for this mug. And I don't want to drink out of it. I, what do I do with this thing at this point? <laughs> it's hideous. This company, I just feel like I've been totally ripped off. Absolutely a curse. Okay, well... I mean, I did have, I had something to say in response to that. I want to hear because it. Because I feel like you're putting a lot, you're putting a lot of blame on the <laughs> process. Okay. Well, let's making see. your mug, but really I feel like, you know, they usually have tools for writing, so it's very clean. And <laughs> I like, use I the just, tools. I feel like it's on you that you did it. I don't know that you did. I don't think you had the right one. Cause I feel like <laughs> Tylenol would look so crisp and clean if you had used the, that little like teeny felt tip thing. This is the, well, I, I don't know. Like kind, kind of a stencil, which was no. incredibly oh, stressful. You can't, no, see that's, that's where you, that's, that's the flaw. <laughs> you, you can't go stencil. You have to use this like specific writing tool. It's like a detailing tool and you can, yeah, you can write seamlessly with it. It's like a pen. It's like a pen with glaze in it. Really? I don't know that I was yeah. even presented with this option, which maybe it was just a failing of the store I went to. That is possible. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that you, yeah, I think that I just wish, I wish it wasn't a curse. Cause I, I feel like if you were to try again, you might, it might be a gift. I just got burned so bad. I mean, not only did I get this horrible mug, we just went, I think it was the last activity I did before the pandemic. So, you know, it's a lot of, yeah, trauma there. Right. And, right. Uh, so I just have to say curse and well, you know, I'll post some pictures of this Tylenol mug to Instagram. I want to see People it. can be, be the judge of, uh, the judge of whatever i don't know what you're judging uh but everyone look forward to that horrible image jamie okay let's move on this has been painful for both of us and we've got to clear the air let's answer some questions this is called i said no questions people are writing into i said no gifts at gmail.com they have so many questions about gifts and how to give gifts and what gifts they're getting i've Gone through, you know, rarely do I go through these before the podcast, but I thought Jamie knows everything about weddings. Let's answer for some of these desperate wedding people. Here's the first one. It says Bridger, and this person doesn't address the guest, which I just think is so rude, but what are you going to do? It says, I'm writing for advice on what to get my fiance as a gift on our wedding day. My fiance, Chris, will be 30 when we get married. He's an avid golfer. Our shared interests, because golf is not one, include traveling, going out to eat, relaxing at the beach or pool, exercising, reading, and spending time with our families. So basically, if a lady who lunches would enjoy something, there's a good chance we probably would too. Now, here we go. I'd like to spend somewhere somewhere between $1,000 and $3,000 on his wedding present. I was originally planning to do a boudoir photo shoot, but those cost between eight dollars and $10,000. This is news to me. That's a lot of money for some photos. Okay. I feel like you could find, you could find someone who would take those for cheaper. <laughs> yeah, but. All my best, Jenna, Long Island, New York. Uh, yeah, I mean, eight to ten thousand dollars. I don't know who she's talking to for these photos, but that seems well. The Long Island, the Long Island wedding culture is it's the, it is a racket. Is so that true? I do believe. Yeah, it, it, this is just a really specific culture. It's very opulent. The weddings um, have huge buffets with like every kind of food from around the world. Oh, it's boy. just like they always have a band. The band costs like twenty thousand dollars. Like, what it's are we really, talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Pay I wonder, for a child and needs education. I know, I know. Well, yeah, that's this is my whole thing. <laughs> weddings are like beautiful, but also disgusting. That is so much money. Yeah. Okay, but that aside, so that, Jenna, that actually that was a that was a very important detail for me to hear. Anyways, go. Ahead. <laughs> 
<laughs> what should she get this fiance? But that's between a, a thousand and three thousand dollars. Their interests, I'm going to say, are kind of generic. These are just things I that was just going to say generic. Yep. Ev- literally every person enjoys. Not a single thing here is a spe- specific outside of maybe reading. But even that seems a little uh, most Broad. people read. Yes. yeah we've got a what can these people what can she get that's uh what's an object between what's an experience i feel like maybe like a nice specific experience that they can do that maybe they'll find something that's more enjoyable that they both enjoy that's not one of these things that are just literally a pamphlet for a vacation that's exactly what i was thinking i was having a really hard time coming up with like a tangible object type gift Um, so I was thinking like, I don't know, maybe like if there's like a day pass for some like swanky hotel or something, they could like hang by the pool and then like go get massages or something. Right. I don't, yeah. I uh, just but that's like... also something that you would do on your honeymoon, maybe. Right. So uh, maybe let's say, I mean, I think she should revisit the boudoir. Uh, right. I feel like for two, three get, grand, you could get that. You're going to have to leave Long Island, but you can absolutely get that. Right. I mean, I don't know these photographers who are trying to stiff you at eight grand, but. I say, you know, spend $500 on a ticket to Phoenix. Find a photo that there photographer there. And you've got the, you've got the $3,000 Even if package. you flew them out. Even if you flew them to yes. you. In coach, the tickets are very cheap right now. Right. You could get them there for probably $300. And then the photo shoots probably would have paid them the three grand. Right. We don't want to stiff the photographers. You know, they're freelance. They're working hard. But yeah, I think that or or if you're comfortable, how depending on how comfortable you are getting naked or mostly naked. I mean, you know, get an NYU student to come out. Not for the a day bad and, idea. I got some real I mean, art. Yeah. Or SVA. Yeah. School of Visual Arts. I mean, Pratt is also in the city. We've got some good photographers who would be really happy for the work. Right. I mean, you got you do have to you be careful when you're screening a photographer for this sort of photo shoot. Especially this is true. If this they're is a true. real cut rate. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there are plenty of photographers who would do this for free, but you want to avoid those people. But like a progressive, cool female photographer. There you would go. Absolutely. Make sure this yeah. person is a. Yeah. But I think that's not a bad idea. And uh, I, as far as other things, it's just hard to say. I uh, I feel like maybe I'm not I'm not even going to go for it. I think we've solved this problem. Let's move on to the next one. This person also doesn't address you, which I'm just I don't know what's happening with these wedding people. They're not thinking about the guest. This says, Dear Bridger, and I'm going to say and Jamie, my 12th wedding anniversary is coming up in June. The traditional gift is silk or linen, which I refuse to buy. My husband is the type of guy who researches items intensely and then just buys them himself, saying, oh, look what I got myself. He likes books, records, and during isolation has gotten very interested in backyard maintenance. Also, he loves gadgets. Please help, I beg you. That's, uh, let's see, sincerely, Molly and Buffalo. So, this whole, like, buying different... The, where did this thing where you like buy a different thing for each wedding anniversary come from? Whose idea was this? I actually didn't know about that. And I definitely didn't know about the silk and linen for your big one too. Right. Um, yeah, I wasn't aware, but um, you know, I think the, the gift part of it, maybe it's worth asking a friend of his, if he has like a best friend or something who's like plugged into what he would want more i don't know because i feel like that's a again it's sort of a we're dealing with a kind of a broad range of interests like gadgets also kind of i don't know i don't uh, yeah i feel like let's see a backyard maintenance what does that actually involve and we don't actually we don't have a budget here either molly which would have been helpful uh i i mean because for all we know you're playing with $50 $50 million. And then I say, you know, get a, an infinity pool. Um, but let's see, can you buy a lawn aerator? That feels like a fun mm-hmm. surprise. Suddenly he can do his own, he can aerate the lawn himself. You don't have to hire a company. The, one of there those little go. machines that kind of digs through the grass. Uh, a new hose, a quality hose. My hose is horrible and I would love for somebody to spoil me with a you know, a little bit more of a luxury hose. That feels like backyard maintenance. We don't know what's happening in the backyard. 
Well, maybe he's into gardening too. Maybe right. get him some seeds to plant. Seeds. Seeds is a good there idea. We go. Seeds are fun. I feel like there's probably some sort of seed of the month or seed subscription club or yeah. buy him a nice tree. Uh, hmm. I feel like you go find a really beautiful tree and uh, that might be a fun surprise for all whoever his name is. And that feels like a thoughtful thing that you two can watch grow, uh, you know. I don't yeah, know what to I say. I feel like it's symbolic of something. Of something or other. Right. Okay. Molly, your answer your question has been answered. Jamie, will you help me just answer one more? I'm trying I have far too many questions and I've tried I'm trying to improve as a person and as a host. And I, you know, people are writing in desperately. This is hi there. My first wedding anniversary is coming up and we're quarantined. We had originally planned to take a trip, but now we can't. Any ideas? Mm. Oh, this person gave no information. Any ideas for gifts for my husband? Thank you. And that's just from M. And now, I, if it weren't the first wedding anniversary, I would have thought that Molly had written in twice. But it seems like this M is quarantined. First anniversary. That feels like high pressure and low pressure for a gift. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I also, I also think, you know, I'm not telling people to get on planes. I don't want anyone to step out of their comfort zone or get sick. Um, but I do think, you know, let's not underestimate the power of maybe like some kind of road trip Airbnb oh, sure. situation where you could still do a getaway, but make it COVID friendly. Um, yeah. So just, you know, just throwing that out there. If you initially wanted to take a vacation, I think you can modify what your definition of a vacation is and still like have the fun of that without feeling like you're risking your life. Right. Um, yeah. And also, I mean, we are like headed out of this thing. There's a chance these people are vaccinated. There's like, or you, you know, when you're going to get vaccinated, you could buy some plane tickets in like for June or July. And Absolutely. Say, look, we're going to actually go on. We're going to burst out of this nightmare on our vacation to Argentina. Yeah. Happy anniversary. I think that's right. I'd love to go to Argentina. Oof. I mean, I was just in Belize. I went, I got on a plane. Yeah. The numbers are really low there. And yeah, it was just like a blast. Oh. I mean, I definitely was, you know, it, you, the pandemic exists there as well. Right, you right. feel it, but it was really fun. And the whole thing was outside. Like everything was outdoors, like all the activities, obviously oh, beautiful, the pool, like, beautiful. yeah. So it was, it was really fun. Uh, what do you eat in Belize? What's this, the food scene there? I, I can't picture it. Yeah. Well, it's actually, it's, it's varied. Um, but I think the typical, a typical Belizean dish would be like plantains, rice, beans, and some kind of meat. Oh, delicious. This is right mm-hmm. up my alley. Yeah, it was food was awesome. And then like a lot of fresh seafood. Oh, <sighs> so good. Well, go to Belize for your first anniversary, M. I uh that seems like an excellent option. Unless you live in Belize, you didn't give that information either. So I mean, when you don't give enough information, we may just be telling you to stay home. You've gotta you've gotta open it up and give a few key details. I think that's what we're really learning here is that you've got to get into the specifics if you want specifics. Mm, yeah, you, you you get back what you put in. Right, right. And I'm putting in so much that I, I expect the same of a listener. <laughs> Jamie, we've done such an A-plus job answering these questions that hopefully these, hopefully these people will send a thank you note, at very least a thank you basket. Um, and I don't know, this is kind of the end of the podcast. And now I've got this new uh, gift, which I've got to get framed or bronzed or both. Yeah. And, uh, or restuffed. Restuffed. My dog could use it. Give her sloppy seconds, you know? Right. Um, no matter what, I have this kind of piece of Nazi memorabilia. And yeah. uh, I'm so thrilled <laughs> to have it. <laughs> Well, I'm thrilled to be the person who gave it to you. It's <laughs> an other honor people and a privilege. Have tried. Other people have tried. So. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you so much for being here. I've just had a fantastic time and it's so nice seeing you. Oh, I had the best time. It was so nice seeing you. This was so fun. And yeah, thanks for having me. It was of great. course. And now listener, this is your cue to do whatever you want with yourself. Uh, as long as it's appropriate and, uh, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm in, a, I'm in a mood and I just want to send you off without being in a mood. So get off the podcast as soon as you possibly can. Goodbye. 
I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads when I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how